0: now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff, great time to buy, too. Oh, the weather makes you want to go out and take a look and buy, doesn't it? Weather's incredible. It's going to be even warmer tomorrow. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth, and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, before we get to the play by play call of the day, uh, we have a, I have received several text messages. They wanted to know before they continued listening, and I'm not going to go through the list of people who sent these whether we have to hear another soup play-by play call of the day this one says here don't I mean I, I'm just reading them I said don't you think the audience has suffered enough I mean it's just <laughs> so we just need to know Luke, ahead of time it's...
2: hey we work for the people so
1: and the people are saying how about some Notre Dame hoops tied at 77 10 seconds to go. Now down to six. He makes the move. And
0: a block by Ryan. Ryan across midcourt. Here's the long one. And the buzzer! A three-point shot by Trey Wirtz Oh, you got to be kidding me. Notre Dame 80-77.
1: And they advance. They were in trouble all night against Wake Forest and advanced. How about that? Syracuse won today. Clemson's winning in the ACC tournament. Big Ten starts tonight. Uh, it's There's a lot of basketball tonight. Bucknell on Eagle 107 is at Colgate tonight. So you got Doug on that game. And Doug's brilliance in right on target with everything. That's on Eagle 107 tonight. Lady Line basketball team has Michigan State at Banker's Life Fieldhouse tonight at 6.30, but the Nittany Lions are <laughs> a couple blocks over at Lucas Oil Stadium at 9 tonight to take on Nebraska. Uh, we now uh, bring in the uh, Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics at Penn State, uh, Sandy Barber. And, uh, Sandy, great to have you with us and a great time to have you with us.
2: It's a great time to be a part of Penn State Athletics and... Uh... You know, we're feeling uh, we're feeling a little a little normal,
1: yeah, a little normal, and we're going to get to that a little bit down the road here in terms of what we're talking about. First of all, what was your reaction after watching that win by the men's team last night? The way that played out.
2: Well, you know, being the Maryland native that I am, <laughs> uh, always loved beating the Terps, but uh, just so proud of those guys, and and you know, no surprise. Uh, they've had, they've been, they've been big fighters, uh, you know, never say die all year long and, and to come back, uh, not once, not twice, but three times and take the lead right there at the end. Uh, couldn't be happier for them and, and obviously really excited for Coach Ferry and the staff and the guys and, and frankly, the momentum heading into the, to the Big Ten tournament. So important and, and I think could be a huge key for it.
1: Yep, won three of four, seven and seven last fourteen, and they'll play Nebraska. That will be Wednesday night at nine, and we'll be on at eight thirty. So we know what the immediate future of Penn State basketball is. You just outlined it because they're going to the Big Ten tournament this week. What kind of progress has been made on what is the long term future of Penn State basketball? Well,
2: I, I uh, you know, I think the good news is that uh, that I stated right up front both i uh probably not as much in october because obviously it was a long way off at that point but but uh certainly i uh, i think i i made some public comments in in probably late january that you know i felt like we would be in position uh to name a uh a, a head coach uh as, as soon as the season um was uh was over and i uh you know, I certainly think we're going to be uh, in position to, to do that. Um, obviously, as I stated in, in October, you know, Jim Ferry has had the opportunity to have the right-in-front-of-us audition, and, and I think he's done a, a great job. And uh, But I've, always, I've also been very uh, impressed and pleased by the, uh, by the interest and the quality of the interest. Uh, from outside that we've had so uh, we're, we're going to be in position to uh, to name a, a new head coach very quickly after the conclusion when the guys are are done playing and i hope that's a long time away uh, from now uh, and, uh, and and then move into the next uh, the next chapter
1: lady line basketball team carolyn Keeger is in her second season they put together a great streak at one point during the month of february maddie burke was named Sixth player of the year in the Big Ten all-freshman team. Cash ends up in the second team. McKenna Maurice's is honorable mention. Kelly J. Cott Sportsmanship Award. What kind of progress have you seen with that program in year two?
2: You know, Steve, I, I, you could see it the minute they hit the court uh, this year. I, I think great improvement. And what's been even more impressive has been the improvement in the season. Uh, you know, week to week, game to game. And uh, although obviously still a work in progress, we're we're, we're not we're not uh, we're not where Coach Keeks wants us uh, to be, and where all of us as a as a community and fans want us to be. But um, I think we, we can see the improvement. We can see where we're going. They're an exciting group uh, to watch, uh, as Coach Keeger likes to say that you know they bring the juice. And uh, and I'm I for one am excited to see what they can do here in the tournament. Uh, the, the Big Ten Tournament and, uh, and, and then uh, finishing up the season and moving to next year as year three of, uh, of Carolyn's regime. And uh, I, I feel very confident about where our women's basketball program is headed.
1: They will play Wednesday night, 6.30 against Michigan State in uh, the opening round of the Big Ten Tournament after getting, by the way, a first round bye. All right, so now you mentioned uh, where the community wants to be. Well, the community wants to be, obviously, at events uh, because there's an (laughs) awesome fan base out there. And maybe we're turning the corner in all of this. So spring practice for football begins on Monday, and there will be Pro Day eventually on on the 25th. So, are there discussions about what to do in April with Penn State football, and of course, what's the long-term view right now, and the guidance you're getting on the possibility of what to do in the fall?
2: Yeah, so there, there, there are two different aspects of that of this that, that we have to look at, and 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 one is the one is the near term, and and uh, you know, as much Steve as as we would love to have. Uh, community members, uh, our fans from all over the state and all over the region, uh, you know, back in, in in state college, I I do think you know we have to take a little bit of the of the long view uh, in terms of uh, really making sure that we do everything we can to protect our community, to protect our students, our our staff, our our, our coaches, and and make sure that uh, the the trajectory of of where this virus is going, that we keep it going in in the right uh, in the right direction. So we continue to monitor that as it relates uh, to to the spring. But I'll be honest: what we're really focused on, and, and part of that is is decisions that we'll make now uh, about projecting the trajectory. But what we're really focused on is the is the fall, and uh, and uh, w- you know whatever it takes for us to get to the fall uh, as it relates. To, uh, uh to uh, mask wearing and social distancing and, and hygiene and obviously vaccines going to going play a, play a role and uh you know it's w- what we want to make sure is that we're in position this next fall as we approach the fall as we approach the football season and the volleyball season and and the soccer seasons and field hockey and cross country and and, and on to the winter and uh, that we're in position to have as many penn Staters uh, who want to be in Beaver Stadium, who want to be at our field hockey complex, who want to be at Jeffrey Field, who ultimately want to be at Pagoula and the BJC and, and, uh, and, uh, and Rec Hall, uh, as many Penn Staters, as many fans uh, that as, as want to be. Um, so whether that being is that, that they're vaccinated or, or wearing masks or uh, you know, what, whatever it is, so all of our efforts, all of our planning, um, is to be able to have, uh, full, full venues, uh, and, uh, you know, we're just going to have to, monitor the, the, the COVID situation and, and the, the advice, uh, but, but we're going to push really hard. We're going to prepare, uh, for, uh, for venues, uh, where, where every Penn Stater who wants to come uh, and who has a ticket uh, has the uh, has the opportunity to do that.
1: As we know, the virus is in charge, but the university has <laughs> already talked about. Look, they want full in person classes in the fall. Is that at least at this hour a sign of how the university feels about all this?
2: Oh, I absolutely think think it is. And and you know, another more more near term element is that that I know that the university is is working on the possibility of a, of an in person. Uh, graduation uh, for our class of, uh, of 2021. And, uh, you know, again, we want to make sure from an athletics perspective um, that we do everything we can to help protect those opportunities and to help, help ensure that those will be avail- available to our greater community.
1: Also, part of this has been that you've been very uh, diligent, and as has the university, of working within the guidelines of the state. How open has the communication been between Harrisburg and the athletic department, between Harrisburg and the university, about guidance?
2: Yeah, it's been constant. Um, it's been, uh, you know, I, I give a, a big tip of the cap to uh, to Zach Moore and and our governmental relations uh, staff who have just been fantastic, and and know we are uh, who is now the, the Secretary of Education uh, w- with the state. You know, we started working with, with Noe in, uh, when, when he was, I believe, the Assistant uh, uh, Secretary of Education. And, uh, you know, there's been a, a lot of, of back and forth and, you know, what, what does this mean and, and what are you, what are you thinking, meaning them asking us. Um, and what, you know, what, what can you pull off and what would be meaningful? And, and so I give, uh, I give the, the state a lot of credit and, and, and obviously, uh, Zach and, and, and his staff, um, uh, because that, that communication has been really key. We haven't always gotten, um, you know, the news that, uh, that we, that we wanted, uh, but obviously, um, this is, uh, this is a health and safety situation and, uh, and, you know, we just want to know what we can do best. Uh, to help uh, help protect our community, help keep our community safe, uh, as well as more locally all of our student-athletes, coaches, and, and staff.
1: The Board of Trustees at Penn State recently gave the approval to, a 40, to $48 million dealing with what's going on at Lash Building. It is very student-athlete-centric. When you get a proposal like that, Give me the importance, and for everybody to understand that the student athlete centric part is the part that's critical for you.
2: Yeah, Steve. You know, we're this is uh, this is being called phase one of this latest phase of the the renovations and the improvements to the Lash Building. But frankly, since uh, since James James arrived in 2014, and then I arrived later that summer, uh, you know, this is probably the the fifth or the sixth uh, phase of improvement. And every dollar that has been spent in those, uh, in, in the capital improvements to Lash has been the areas that are student centered, whether it be the, the team meeting room, whether it be the position rooms, whether it be a, uh, you know, a team lounge, uh, strength and conditioning, sports medicine, the nutrition area. Um, so it's all been, uh, student centered. And this latest phase is absolutely, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, embraces those those same values now there will come a time um in a in a subsequent phase uh where, where eventually we will uh renovate some offices oppos- offices on the on the second floor but uh to date including what was just improved every dollar of those improvements uh relate right directly back to students uh students uh opportunity uh for for them to be more efficient in their use of time uh to be more efficient and effective uh, as it relates to their training, whether it be medical training or it be strength and conditioning training, or it be academic or life after Penn State uh, career development type, type training. And and, uh, and so those are, uh, in my mind, certainly dollars very, very well spent on today's students as well as the opportunity to attract new students.
1: And that's exactly right, because along the way, uh, this deals with sports performance, it deals with rehab, but you talked about long-term. We just went through a fall semester where every team was 3.0 or greater at Penn State. But what they do with it afterward, that's, that was one of the key parts I think you just talked about, getting them ready for life after all of this. Uh, when that was proposed, you know, what did that spark in you?
2: Well, Steve, as, as you know, I mean, our, our vision statement for Penn State Athletics is preparing students for a lifetime of impact. Uh, and, and that's, you know, what they're learning today, what their experiences are today, and how they will impact not their four years here, but their 40 years after this, you know, their, their 60 years uh, after this. And that's, um, you know, that's the, uh, that, that's playing the long ball. Uh, which has always been Penn State's strength. Um, it's never been about shortcuts. It's never been about um, you know the, the the here and now and and you know we we've got to win uh, tomorrow's game. Do we prepare to win tomorrow's game? Of course we do. Um, and but it's it's always about uh, what's in the long term best interest of each and every one of our student athletes. Um, and I, and and frankly, that's why I think our coaches and Penn State as a whole Penn State Athletics as a whole have been so successful is that we do invest in students and their long-term uh, development and uh, this is where students, student athletes, families, the parents see that, they sense that um, and they want to be a part of that.
1: The Big Ten Wrestling Championship uh, took place over the weekend. Penn State crowned two champions, Roman uh, Bravo-Young and Aaron Brooks. I also had two other finalists in uh, Carter Starachi and Nick Lee. But Penn State hosted, and they hosted it during one of the more difficult times to ever host an event. What kind of job did your staff do to to pull this off?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. uh, Jen James and and our events crew and Herb Combs and, and, uh, and Carl Heck and uh, deserve, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of credit. It was a, it was a lot of hours. Um, uh, obviously it was more than just the usual event management, uh, challenges. Uh, you know, every wrestler, every, uh, staff member had to be COVID tested every day. Uh, and that was in our Big Ten, uh, uh, antigen uh, testing protocol. So that added a whole nother layer to it. So. Jen and Carl and, and, and Herb and all of um, uh, the, the folks across campus in, in ICA who, you know, uh, their, their day jobs is something else, but they stepped up to, uh, to be a part of this and, and really make all of, the, all of the wrestlers and all the coaches from the 13 other schools feel welcome. Um, I, as I was walking out of the building last night, I, I had a number of coaches stop me and thank me for the care with which we we took and and the professionalism and uh and uh you know that's what that's what Penn State is known for you know Al Kurosis the general manager of the yeah. BJC and and uh and his staff did a tremendous job and um you know that's we take a lot of pride uh in that you know if if, if Penn State's going to do it we're going we're gonna to do it right and and uh, it was uh, it was it was really a great weekend. I, I wish I wish we'd had eighteen thousand people in the BJC to see it.
1: Yeah, everybody feels that way. What's it been like in the spring where everybody's playing? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, um, I'm am a little busy, uh, which, uh, which does my heart good. Uh, and uh, it, I, I'll be honest, Steve, it, it feels. It feels a little more normal. Yes. Um, uh, it's uh, you know uh, we're we're all wearing masks obviously, and but to to get to see uh, student athletes compete um, and and you know just have the joy of the opportunity to compete you know they've worked really hard to get here they sacrificed uh, they've sacrificed a lot I and mean, you think about what the normal life of an 18 to to 22 year old <laughs> is and, and what their what their life really looks like today um, but I'm I'm so proud of uh, the determination uh, and the discipline. Uh, you know, we've had very, very few uh, uh, COVID issues. We've had some, uh, but uh, we've had very, very few. Um, and I, I give uh, our coaches and our staff, and particularly our student-athletes, a whole lot of credit um, because that, that doesn't just happen. It, it happens because they want to play. Um, they're dedicated and determined to do the things that it takes uh, for for them to play, um, and, and they're they're just they're focused on on doing it. But for for me personally, um, to have the opportunity to get out and see them, uh, see them play, and see that joy, uh, interact with some of their parents who are so appreciative of everything that has gone into to the effort. Um, number one, to allow them to play, but probably most importantly, to do it in a safe. A safe way um, there's a lot of gratitude and, and appreciation amongst uh, amongst our parents and student athletes for that and and I just I can't wait for um, for our community to have the opportunity to come back and 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 be in our venues and support our student athletes that that they do so well. I mean, I'll be honest. It'll, it'll, it'll be, um, it'll be a little bit of an emotional, uh, yeah. a, an emotional time and, and moment, because that's so special to us. It's so special to our student athletes. They feel that support. They feel that, uh, that, uh, that encouragement, and, uh, and 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 you know, they just have to imagine it right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sandy Barber, Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics at Penn State. We'll come back, Kevin Kugler next half hour on the Big Ten Tournament. He'll join us in Indianapolis in a moment. On News Radio ten seventy WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, Roots 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. A great couple days to go over the lot and just look. Get some ideas. It's beautiful out. Great day to have Dad take little Luke out in the backyard, teach him how to hit. That's right yell at him a little bit then realize he's only then realize he's only 16 months old. I mean it's just, you know. <laughs> uh, or 14 and a half months. I mean it's like man, he's 14 and a half months. I mean he can barely lift the bat. <laughs> Get the bat off your shoulder. He has no choice. He can't lift it. All right. <laughs> NHL back on the ESPN 7 year deal they'll get the Stanley Cup four times in seven years which they'll probably put on ABC because I know the NHL does want the Stanley Cup on over the year now what do you do with the other part of the package and the other three years of the deal but ESPN is going to get the uh NHL for the first time in 17 years Syracuse won today over NC State 89 68 to advance buddy Bay buddy Bayheim at 27. And Miami rallied in the second half. B. Clemson, 67-64. Duke plays Louisville tonight. Minnesota and Northwestern, the opener at 6.30 in the Big Ten. Nittany Lions take on Nebraska at 9. We're on at 8.30. Uh, Bucknell plays Colgate tonight. Doug has that on Eagle 107. With that, we uh, go to the guy that will call it on TV tonight. My inspiration in the broadcast world, Kevin Kugler.
0: I was waiting. For, I was waiting for somebody else to get introduced on the show. I was like, "This is so cool that you know, Red Barbers coming on or somebody like that." But now it's it's me.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know what really stinks about this year is that I don't get a chance to, to clown around with you at shoot
0: arounds. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, that, there's so many things that stink about this year, but that is one of them. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen Mr. Girardi in all his glory. Hey. I haven't seen i haven't seen anybody yeah, i just yeah. I, I sit in the basement half the time and stare at a tv screen yeah. and then go upstairs and my wife's like you're still here that's great <laughs> that's just great you're still here wow uh, i was yeah. hoping when you went downstairs you'd miraculously yeah. teleport somewhere no i'm still here
1: so you so you've bugged my home
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh are we having the same conversation
1: <laughs> same conversation no different oh, you're still here what are you doing oh my goodness um Kevin, the uh, the Big Ten has had obviously a, a terrific year, uh, and so is the Big Twelve. As a matter of fact, what have you what have you thought about the level of play? And sometimes it's tar- hard to judge just off a TV screen. But what what do you think is the level of play this year compared to, to what we saw level of play even last year?
0: I, I think it is higher, and and I especially for the top teams. You know, yeah. I, I think yeah. there's a there's a divide in this league, and there, look, there's a divide in every league. That's that's not exactly breaking news that you're that you're accustomed to when you listen to this show to get breaking news. But this is that's not it. This is I mean, there's always a divide. The divide is such, though, that the top is so good in the Big Ten, and there's more at the top. There's there's really good teams. Illinois is a really good team. Iowa, really good. Michigan, really good. On the right night, Ohio State, really good. Purdue, really. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of excellent competition at the top of this league, and I think that's what makes the Big Ten stand out this year is not so much the divide doesn't exist because it does I mean look Nebraska's not very good and they're trying they're trying to get better mm-hmm. Northwestern's trying to get better and they've shown signs of light that Minnesota has had its struggles obviously with injuries but they're trying to get better there's just a big divide between those teams and the teams at the top of this league the middle is solid but man the five or six teams at the top of this league are really good, like national championship caliber good. And I think that's what sets the Big Ten apart this year, that you have so much strength in a big bunch at the top.
1: And the, there's another part, too. We're seeing a lot of positionalist basketball across the country, but not in the Big Ten. Coburn, <laughs> okay? Coburn, obviously. Dickinson. Williams. Luca. I mean, I, you can go through the list. You know, Liam Robbins. The center still has a prominent force in this big in the Big Ten. And I think that's a big separator that in the NCAA tournament I think is going to surprise other teams when they have to play them.
0: I cannot wait to see Big Ten teams play somebody other than Big Ten teams, because yeah. because of what you said and so many other things, these are there's everybody's so well scouted in this league. You see that every single night. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody. And that doesn't mean you can stop Io dosumu if you know what he's going to do because he's still going to figure out a way to do it. But <laughs> you try try when you're a team that hasn't seen a traditional post this year, roll up and here comes Hunter Dickinson off the bench, or here comes Kofi Coburn into the game off the bus and you're like what am I going to do here and he's athletic enough that he can defend you some on the perimeter not you don't really want him out there if you're Brad Underwood but it's not the worst thing that's ever happened because you have no chance if you're a skinny post from another school trying to defend against him inside I mean you, he's been fouled so many times this year that hasn't been called because he doesn't. Oh. He's so big and strong he doesn't react to them. Right. I mean, somebody clubs him in the chest and it's like you know if, if somebody bumps me on the you know, at the bus station and i you know I fall down on the ground and scream and cry. They know I've been bumped. Right. But he, I mean, he gets hit with a two before and he's like, oh yeah, hey, how are you? Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. But he's so good luck in the tournament trying to figure out how to defend these teams that are athletic strong and have traditional posts that can cause problems and have a mid-range game. Most of these posts we're talking about have a mid-range game, which I tip my cap to them.
1: Yeah, Williams is an exceptional passer. Dickinson has a good mid-range game. Oh, and by the way, it is almost comical watching somebody try to move Kofi off the spot when he's defending you. I mean, it's com- it's, it's almost
0: impossible. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible. You almost need a forklift to just drive out there on the court, lift him up, and carry him away. It's he is the the change he's made in a year, even from in his body and he, just his physical play is remarkable because he's kept the ability to run and he's always been a terrific runner in his couple of years at Illinois. But he's so strong now to go with that ability to run up and down the floor. I, I, you know clearly a fan of his game and the talent that Illinois has amassed. That's a, that's a really good squad and not going to be a surprise to see them as a one seed on Selection Sunday.
1: Right. No, they will be a one seed. Uh, and memo to Nebraska and Ohio State, late game, Io likes to go right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, you know, Just figured I'd throw yep. that in there in case anybody was, was wondering. Uh, when you look at, then there's John Harrah. He's not going to get the acclaim of other people. Have you seen a player that, look, a lot of guys get the most out of it, but when you look at John Harrah, it looks like he gets every ounce out of the game that he does have. It may not be as productive as somebody else, but he gets every ounce out of it.
0: I have so much respect for the game of John Harrah because what he does is works incredibly hard. There's no off moment. When he's on the floor, you know he is going to be giving you every single ounce of effort he has because he uses the bench the way the bench is supposed to be used to refuel I'm gonna I'm gonna get a drink I'm gonna relax I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna go in there and I'm just gonna go full bore and you can see that in the offensive rebounding numbers that's always that's offensive rebounding numbers are in a lot of ways a metric of hard work you are you are efforting you are pushing out there to get an offensive rebound and when you have gone through an entire season in this league against the people he goes against every night we just gave you the laundry list of those guys And you're averaging almost four offensive rebounds per game. That's pretty good work. I mean, they're not all off his misses. He's in there scrumming, trying to figure out a way to get a ball. And we showed a replay the other night. And Stephen Bardo, who is my partner on these games this week at the tournament, and in my mind is just a fantastic analyst, he picked up on this and he he called for this replay. And for those in the, who are not in the, the broadcasting world, the TV analysts, they'll, they'll talk to the producer during a broadcast and say, I saw this. Show me a replay of this. And so he showed the replay. It was an angle. It was a very simple play. But it was an angle in which John Herron noticed the, he had read how the shot was going to go and positioned himself on the opposite side of the backboard and of the rim, expecting the ball to come off the rim that direction. So he was in position for the rebound. It was a little thing. But it goes to the amount of time he spends in film study, the amount of time he works on his game and on his craft. And we talked about how Dennis Rodman, who was an undersized rebounder, was one of the best that we've seen in the NBA from that position in a long time, did a lot of that by angles and work and understanding how the ball moved. And that's how John Harrod did it the other day. I thought it was a really good illustration of the work he puts in off the floor to be as good as he possibly can be when he gets on the floor.
1: Uh, I brought this up earlier, but something coaches should not talk about uh, and because you don't want your players to think about it. But nobody's been in this setting before, and there will be some fans but not many. What kind of role can depth perception play? in a, you know, I know it's going to be a curtain and, and it's, it's to one end zone, but what about the depth perception and shooting in, the, in this situation because nobody's been in it before?
0: Yeah, I think we're going to see some low shooting percentages, especially in the first day or two of the tournament. Uh, I just, I mean, tonight's games, you've got four teams that have had their struggles on and off during the course of the season, and you're going to put them in this environment and say, okay, go shoot 50%. Maybe they all will, and they'll surprise me, but, right. from, but, I, but I don't expect it. I don't expect good shooting performances in these first couple of days because it, it takes time to figure out this setting. And, and look, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but for every kid on the floor in these games who is a freshman, this will be the first time this year they've played with more than their family in the stands. I know right. it's not going to be yeah. everybody, but it is going to have a different feel to it. doesn't mean they haven't played before a crowd before. They clearly have. But you, you've seen this. I, I've witnessed this, and I've experienced this. When there aren't fans, and then you go to a place where there are even some you you notice it. Yeah, it it oh, stands no out. You're watching a highlight and you hear a crowd roar that's not canned crowd and you go, whoa, whoa what, what just happened there? Right. That's what these guys are going to be dealing with and that depth perception. I, there's a lot of things about this that are really interesting from the surroundings, and I, and I think those are two things that you bring up that I think are really, really interesting to see how this goes tonight.
1: In fact, uh, Kevin, it was, what, the sixth hole uh, the other day, uh, and DeChambo cranked out that 377-yard drive, whatever the number was, and the crowd went insane because yeah. they, they allowed fans. The impact coming through the TV even, uh, uh, NFL playoff games, did you? Uh, yep.
0: Which, which? Yep. I was at Lambo. I was at Lambo Field. You did
1: Lambo. And yeah, yeah. When they were noticed bent. it
0: right away. Yeah. It's it's one of it's the only time this year, and you will appreciate this. It's the only time this year that I got to say, let's just pause and listen to this crowd because I was doing yeah. radio, yeah. and they're banging signs on the chair. I mean, yeah. it was loud, and it's made louder because you've gone so long without it uh, you know you know i live in nebraska and the state high school basketball tournament is going on right. in nebraska right now and they're allowing seventy five percent capacity and mm-hmm. one of the plays from the tournament was a sports center top ten play last night a, a young man caught a ha- inbound inbound half-court drove layup wins the game i've probably watched the highlights fifteen times not because i'm that Im- involved in the high school tournaments of the state of nebraska but because the crowd and they had this massive student section it just sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. Just, I mean, it, it, we make our living with sounds, doing radio, yes. and you miss that. You really do.
1: Yeah. When uh, Jack Ham and I were at Michigan Thanksgiving weekend, I took a picture from the booth of one hundred eleven thousand empty seats. Oh, sad. Uh, It is, very much so. I said, look, I I had to take it. Um, What's your thoughts on tonight's game, the matchup? Third time between the two. uh, The first two obviously decided by a whopping total of four points.
0: (laughs) Uh, Teddy Allen's not on the floor this time, which will make a difference because obviously it was his shot that won the game after Nebraska went on that minor eight-minute and 30-second drought toward the end of the game in college Mm -hmm. and then uh, then had the 41-point performance uh one of the best nights in the history of that program when Penn State overcame that and won in Lincoln. Uh, I Nebraska plays hard. They're just they're a ways away right now. I, I think if Penn State continues to play the way they did over the last couple of games. I thought they were really, really good at Maryland on both ends of the floor. And look it helps have Seth Lundy come out and have the game of the year that right. he's had. I mean notwithstanding the VCU game that was a much bigger and much more impressive performance to me. Yep. Um yeah, to me, Penn State's the favorite in this. They've closed so strong. They're shooting the ball a little bit. They're defending, which I think is important. And if Nebraska's going to go into scoring droughts. This is what Nebraska does. They go into scoring droughts because they don't have that bell cow. That can take over a game Latman took it over on Monday Against Rutgers when they won that game In Lincoln, but there's just not a lot of those guys That you say, here's a guy who can take over A game, and I think Penn State Has a little bit more in this one I mean, Look, it's, nothing's going to surprise me Neither of these right. teams are going to sure. uh, Shock me if they win, but I, right. if on paper The way Penn State's been playing i probably lean with the Nittany Lions in this one
1: That's why I brought up the Harrah part The offensive rebounding part So yep. you know, I brought that up uh, You have the final four?
0: I, I do, yes. I'm, I'm basically a resident of Indiana now.
1: Okay. So, I mean, good. It's, it's yep. about time. I, in fact, I just got an email from both parties. They would like you to vote. All right, so. Yep. Yes, yes.
0: I'm sure once they find out, not only would they like me to vote, they'll be interested in my tax dollars as well.
1: Oh, believe me, they are very interested now. Right? And you and I both know you don't make anything. So.
0: Exactly. Half my money's from radio. That's basically can I get a free thing from some business? That's all I care about. Where's the t shirt?
1: T shirt and a gift certificate.
2: Uh, exactly.
1: My friend, it was a lot of fun spending a little time with you. I really appreciate it a lot.
0: I miss seeing you, man. I, I wish I wish, it were, uh, I wish we were going to see you tonight here in uh, in Indy, but uh, we'll be thinking of you as you broadcast from afar.
1: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Kevin Kugler. he'll call the game tonight on BTN. Eventually on radio, he'll call the Final Four. Then he's got the Masters after that. Then he's got some college baseball. He usually does the College World Series. Right in his hometown of Omaha. It's interesting because it was, I was kidding him earlier. I said the uh, little trade-off today because I started my day I did um, I was on Sirius XM at 8:30 this morning. then I taught class from 9 to 10. then I was on in Baltimore at 10:15, and then I was on in Omaha at 10:45 this morning. And somebody asked me, he said, "What's it like when you have to do all of those?" And I said, they all ask the same questions. I just get the same answers over and over again. Well, uh, it's kind of like at the staff meeting. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Then, then something's directed at Lawrence and I kick him under the table. Yeah. What? Okay, we'll come back <laughs> with more in a moment. There's nothing like having a great leader at the head of the table, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean we're aching for one. We'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. Uh, tonight, uh, Colgate and Bucknell, Eagle 107 with Doug as uh, Bucknell looks to try and get to the Patriot League final. And who knows how good Colgate is? We don't know. They're 12 and 1, they've won 11 in a row, but they've only played three different teams. So it's uh, and Bucknell coming off a big win, and John Meeks is back in the lineup, and Doug's got that on Eagle 107 tonight uh, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. It's Penn State and Nebraska at 9. We're on beginning at 8.30 this evening. Opening game tonight will be Northwestern against Minnesota. Other scores, Big East Tournament, Georgetown leads Marquette with two minutes to go, 63-47. SWAC Tournament, uh, Jackson State uh, with six minutes to go, or excuse me, with 26 seconds to go, leads Arkansas Pine Bluff, 73-62. They're about to win it. Halftime in Las Vegas, Pac-12 Tournament, Arizona State leads Washington State 25-24. Also in Vegas, Mountain West, Air Force 12 minutes ago, first half leads UNLV 12-10. Big Sky uh, opening round, Northern Colorado Advance beats Sacramento State 90-83. ACC Tournament. Syracuse, Buddy Bayheim Buddy at 27. Syracuse beat NC State 89 68. Miami rallied in the second half and beat Clemson 67 64. In the uh, Wyoming won over San Jose State in the Mountain West 111 80. And also in the big sky, Northern Arizona advanced by beating Portland State 77 66. All right. Back with you in three and a half hours as Penn State takes on Nebraska tonight, Big Ten Tournament. Dick and I join you at 8.30 this evening, tip-off 9 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Our thanks to Sandy Barber, Jim Ferry, Kevin Kugler. Tomorrow, Neil Kulong on the show on News Radio 1070, WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.